Hello, everybody, and welcome to Romancing Our Stones, Matt James' season of The Bachelor. This is Romancing Your Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture and media. Your girl will drag you to. I am Matt, and I'm I, Alex. By surprise, by surprise, Alex is taking uh, maternity leave from his maternity leave to be here to be here on the premiere show. So, <laughs> Alex, I'm really glad that you're back, and we'll talk to you here in a second. But we also have a very special guest, Ryan from Southern California. Um, he's not just anyone from Southern California. He is my old roommate, and he is a one-time champion of my fantasy bachelor league. Um, and uh, he's very insightful. He knows everything there is to know about Chris Harrison. So we're very excited to have Ryan on the show. So Ryan, good to see you too. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited and number one Chris Harrison fan. So <laughs> Undisputed, I'll tell you that much. But um, Alex, welcome to the dad club. Yes. Yeah. You guys are both dads, right? Ryan, you're a dad too? I am. I got two little girls. All right. So Matt's got two little boys. Two little boys. And, then, and you I, have I'm, bags under your eyes big enough to carry all four of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the sad part is I got I to gotta break up the party. The, boy, the boys win this time. I, I, I got one boy that uh, is been keeping me up at night every, every couple hours. So, you know, it's, I've, never, biggest, I've never worked, I've never worked harder. that you've had? um let's see biggest shock i think the biggest shock for me is that the way he looks at mom is complete devotion and the way he looks at me is like i'm a stranger (laughs) (laughs) so we're getting to know each other you know but that's that's the biggest shock of i think father is realizing like oh I, i still have to bond with this kid you know i didn't you know he didn't come out of me i'm not feeding him directly from my body so you know I'm at a disadvantage. I got to catch up. I unfortunately was not able to produce milk, so I don't know that experience either. (laughs) You change enough diapers, they'll eventually like you. (laughs) Keep going. My my personal biggest shock was an electrical socket, so I'm really interested that 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 was yours. Um, But uh, (laughs) we have, this is Romancing Our Stones, and we we enjoy a nice little beverage as we do this. Um, Alex, what's the new dad drinking? I'm drinking our previous brew that we bottled up not too uh, not too many moons ago, the IPA. Is this your first time trying it? It is our, my first time trying it. I'm curious um, to see what you think. My dad liked it. It's uh, not as hazy as I thought it was going to be, but uh, has has some sediment in there. We'll see. You know, you mentioned that when you cracked it open. So uh, bottoms like, up. Let's it gets see. hazier the more you drink. What about you, Ryan? I'm, I'm having a, a vodka drink. I didn't get my shipment of beer that you guys sent to me that you packaged for us. So I just had to go with what I had here. I was looking in the mail for it all day. Uh, wait, it's, it's the last number is a seven, right? I think that, yeah. I, okay. It's a, check your mailbox. U- USPS has been terrible this time of the year. So exactly. yeah. it's on its way. That's why you got to go with brown. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking a Black Butte Porter from Deschutes. Um, 5.5% alcohol from Bend, Oregon. I don't usually drink stouts, but uh, we are bottling a pumpkin ale tomorrow and we need the bottles. So I'm trying to empty out my fridge, but cheers to you guys. Cheers to Matt James. Cheers to Chris Harrison. Yes. Can I just add to Brian that I am also in the Chris Harrison fan club and I can't imagine anybody not liking that gentleman. There's no one better. Yeah. I can't imagine there being an anti. One. <laughs> What's that? 
he was on fire in episode one. He was just <laughs> he Chris Harrison. He was awesome. I loved I love the fireside chat. It's like we're standing outside. Let's go sit by the fire just to go back outside. I thought I, I thought that was a nice I, touch. I love the little swift kick in the butt that he gave him to. He goes, "All right, well, let's." Time for you to become the bachelor. <laughs> it's like, let's get out of here and get you out there because your limo's backed up right now. <laughs> oh, and he has all the important questions like, what do you mean by the pressure that you feel? What Jackson wants to show you is, is what Santa brought him. Whoa. This is I great pod. Um, are those all viruses? Yeah. You want to show great. him your stuff, viruses? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Nice. See it. Here, you got talking to the microphone, though. Hello, everyone at home. Enjoy this. Okay, what do you have? Show me. I show the video though. I I have these these guys. They're from GiantMicrosoft.com. We're not sponsored. That's from where my. You have to show them what they are though. My are my, my paper where that I showed you this. These are the. In the I just dropped the corona. Let You dropped the coronavirus. This is the corona on GiantMicrosoft.com. Oh. Oh, so Jackson, good. do you have coronavirus? Do you have coronavirus? No. 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 He's good. All right. Thank you. Mark did. He knows thank the you. difference. Thank you, Jackson. Okay. Well, back to Chris Harrison. Um, you know, it's one of those things that he like it. You you can tell that Matt James is like a sentimental dude, and he and he's a a very big thinker, and he's like you know all the pressure that I've been feeling. And Chris is like, what is that? And it's like, okay, well, the pressure of being the black ba- bachelor and first black bachelor and to the expectations of who I'm going to end up with. What do you mean? What are the expectations? Like, <laughs> like they didn't experience it with Rachel Lindsay. Yeah, he's, he's, Chris is going to want you to say it. Or rather, the producers <laughs> want you to say it. <laughs> I thought it was insightful, but Chris na- always navigates well. But, you know, they, they start to show the cold open of this woman handing him a vibrator. And let me tell you, I am still shaking about that. I, I, I really am. I did not see that that the stiff competition coming this season. I'll tell you that much. I will say it was a much more stimulating pilot episode of a season than I thought, it, you know, than I was expecting. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great opening to the show. I was like, I thought I like for some reason hopped to like the middle of the episode and they were already coming. I thought I missed the beginning of it. And then the, that, I rewinded I was, too. Yeah. So did all of us rewind? Yeah. <laughs> It was an interesting insertion, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, there's a so Matt, I, I have a fond spot in my my heart for Matt because you know he's very much like me in the sense that he's six five and and uh, mulatto, mulatto. Yeah. <laughs> but he also he also played college football and he's a commercial real estate broker like I am. And um, you guys both are absolutely chiseled. <laughs> well, yes. I'm like granite. I'm the granite before the statue of David, and he's the granite after the statue of David. Still hard as a rock, though. So I'll, I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take that. I could um, I could clean my baby's poopy onesies with that washboard abs that James has. So oh my gosh, it's, it's you have the same thing, away. Matt. You have I, the same set of abs. Don't don't kid yourself. Don't bring a six pack. Bring a pony keg. It's much better. But <laughs> I just didn't understand. <laughs> I wish they would have shown more pictures, more scenes of him with his shirt off because I don't think I got enough. I don't think the hour and 20 that we were watching it, there's only about like 45 of a minute that had it. I think there needed to be more too. Matt, I've known you since I think the the fourth grade 
And uh, we're in Southern California, so I've seen you at the beach a lot. And I think I've seen Matt James's abs more than I've seen yours after last night. <laughs> I'm still looking for an ab too, so <laughs> it makes sense. Um, but it just they, won't. But <laughs> they take a plane ride for inexplicable reasons to the hotel. Like they flew into the hotel, and then his hotel room looks like Ferris Bueller's. Uh, friend's garage over the looking the you know like where he drove the Ferrari out the glass window I, yes. I thought it was very strange and then his mom came out of nowhere to demonstrate that they're close and they had a very strange conversation where she said it makes me very happy that you're concerned there's someone there that will break your heart I'm like yeah mom weird way to phrasing that yeah and so what I don't understand is that there's no cars in the garage but rather a full-scale gym who the hell owns this property is my question. <laughs> Cause it's like, is this the rocks like North Carolina getaway? <laughs> I, I, there's so much to be had in that, in that garage and not a single car in sight. I, I don't know Very who confusing. owns it, but it's a pretty sweet upgrade from uh, the last episode of Bachelorette where it was Quinta. Looks a little uh, like they put a little extra dollars into this one. I, that's one of the things I was like making note of too. I'm like, Hmm. The budget seems a little bit higher than Tasha's and, and Zach's. Well, did you see the discreet Peloton ad? Mm-hmm. Like he like he like stood next to the bike but didn't even really get on it. I'm like, okay, that's probably why they could afford the plane in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't really fit in it at all. And you know, like, I really want to see a montage of you know, like working out 24/7 is such a 20 year old thing to do. I would love a montage of like being a husband really entitled like encompasses like raking the leaves or paying the mortgage or or you're going to a therapist like all these things that you need to, like working out like doing the wiggle ropes for like the core like isn't something that happens yeah. every day when you're in your 30s. No, no. Yeah, or, or, like, so- or my my favorite is the oh, go ahead, right? Sorry. I was saying I've never done the wiggle ropes at all, so <laughs> You know, <laughs> I mean, that was never flown <laughs> into a hotel on a plane. So, <laughs> your wife didn't make you do wiggle ropes when you know you started dating. You know, you got to get strong enough by doing the wiggle ropes to be able to change a diaper. So, it's, it's a good thing starting a family. Yeah, this is true. Um, so they did that, and then they um, they started to introduce people, and then there was like the ballet chick. And she was spinning everywhere she went. Like, what if she had an impediment where she couldn't walk and she just spun everywhere? And like, she wasn't really a ballerina. She just had something wrong with her gait. After like the first day, Matt's like, okay, you, you can drop a whole ballet thing. I get it. She's like, no, I literally can't walk normally. <laughs> That'd be like me carrying around leases everywhere I went. <laughs> I kind of um, liked her. Really. You liked her? <laughs> she did walk oh, on I- her toes. I, that was weird, but I thought she was kind of cool. Other than that, no, I, she she was cute. She looked like she was super sweet. I was a fan of her too. I actually really enjoyed. I can't wait yes, to see more of her. Her, this season. her dance. <laughs> her, <laughs> her her dancing everywhere was a little annoying. I get it. Yeah, but but she seems like she was sweet. So, and then they showed Abigail with her cochlear implants, um, which you know I thought was inspirational it reminded me of that guy that was deaf on the seahawks in his duracell commercial um where Mm -hmm. the duracell powered his hearing aids um so i felt like i wanted to cheer for her um and then they had a 24 year 24 year old coffee addict who is clearly not ready for a plant let alone a fiance um yeah (laughs) oh my gosh like 
plants are tough. I'll, I'll be honest with that. But it's like, she does not, she's like 24 years old. She has no concept of A, real world and B, relationships. So really glad yeah. she's there. And then there was a reporter. Was that, that, well, it wasn't her other thing. Like she was like, I, she liked to party. I just like to dress up and go out. I'm like, this girl hasn't lived life at all. <laughs> she's still growing up. <laughs> yeah, she, I think that she was a copywriter and then she occasionally would work at bars or something like that. So yes, clearly an interesting career plan there. What she's not telling us all is that she's part time. She's an intern. <laughs> yeah. She works the bars at night to actually pay the bills. <laughs> copyright is slang for OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> and then there's Sarah Trot, the reporter with the heart of gold, with um, you know the father who's suffering from ALS. I like their um, their T-shirts for the for the five K. It was hot to trot. I like that. I don't know if any of you guys caught that. <laughs> no. I was more uh, diving into the story, Matt, not making, you know, light of their shirts. Okay? I'm not making light of it. I'm complimenting. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sleep deprived. Can you forgive me, Matt? No. 30 lashings <laughs> for you. Um, Wait, we, we, have to, we have to talk about Maji. Because Maggie. it seems like just, was it Maggie? I thought it was Maji. Yeah, Maggie? I thought it was Magi. Who, like, well, I just, I got to say, like, Abigail, or not Abigail, Alicia, the ballerina, Maggie, like, her only shtick was that she was from Ethiopia, <laughs> and that she traveled all this way to be on The Bachelor and meet Matt. I'm like, so what do you do for a living? Who are you? She's I a just pharmacist traveled. and just got her degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to find out what she does. It was, yeah, it, it wasn't, I mean, even in her, in her opening, let me see what I wrote down here for Magi, or Maggie. Um, it's literally, I came all the way from Ethiopia. I came from Ethiopia was her, was her entry into, into when she introduced herself. Yeah. My only up for her was Ethiopia. <laughs> you, wow. Ryan takes as good notes as we do, by the way, if anybody, anybody's listening. What else do we need to know? Um, but then we, so we got that small little taste of, of all those people that are going to be gracing us with their presence this year. And then they go straight back to a, a, a montage of Matt shirtless. And it looks like he broke his collarbone at one point in his life. Did you see that? Yeah, he's know. got an incision. He's got an incision on his on right, right collarbone. Wow. Yeah. This is, this is, I watch with a microscope. I really know how to check him out. <laughs> well, I mean. Oh, 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 Ryan, catch up, man. We, Matt and I know how to check out guys when it comes to The Bachelor. That, that, that half second, the entire episode that we saw him shirtless, I caught that detail. Um, you paused you know. it. I knew you did. <laughs> yeah. And then he, they pull up to this magnificent hotel, which had these ferns holding chandeliers that looked like erect penises. Um, and Chateau, like, Chateau Mimas colon is what I call it. <laughs> with the longest walkway into the hotel which apparently ate up three victims like as they're trying to walk in their heels. Um, but then Chris Harrison swoops in like a superhero. And, um, you know, first thing he says to Matt is, damn, you're tall. No one yes. puts Chris in a corner. Wait, can, you just, can, can we just acknowledge Matt's response though? He like fake laughs. Like you, if you got to replay it, roll back the tape. Fake laughs, pauses, and then says, yeah. I get that. And then it says nothing else. And I'm like, I got to give credit to Matt. He's awkward. He's never done something like this before, right? He's not necessarily designed for the whole 
you know, he's not, he's Paul, I don't know, maybe he might be now, but he was never a social influencer who's been trying to make his way into Hollywood or whatever, right? He seems more genuine than the other people we've had in the past. So, but that's your response. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I agree. I think it's, I'm excited for the season because it's like fresh person. I know nothing about them. It's like the whole thing is just like brand new and fresh and you're going to get different reactions, I feel like, than, you know, people that have been on it before, like your Coltons and and those kind of people that that have done it before. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. I like the fresh blood too, but so, I mean, but you have Chris Harrison to sell ketchup popsicles to women in white gloves because Matt's like, do you have any, what expectations should I have? And then Chris Harrison gives this non-committal, like, um, you know, everyone says like, I'm starting to fall in love with you. Like, it's kind of like I'm stipping my toe in the water, but I'm still giving myself the ability to pull out at any time. Chris, he's like, what should I expect? And Chris said, and I quote, if you're genuine and give this a shot, we'll see if this works for you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so good. Wiser words have never been spoken. <laughs> Chris is great. He just totally sidestepped that one and just gave no co- commitments. He's just great. That's why he's Chris Harrison. He had a chance to like solidify what this TV show means. He's like, well, if you try, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I just made me laugh. It was so non It was like, I think I'm starting to fall in love with you. Just to dip your toe in the water. I can, I can see my, myself starting to fall in love with something like you. <laughs> That's basically what you said. <laughs> can uh, I, the- I got I to gotta point out that um, I love the the idea or the fact that Chris Harrison somehow went from Palm Springs all the way to, is this hotel in North Carolina? North Carolina. I can't, it, it is North Carolina, right? I think so. And he, he it was opens in, up. Yeah. That was where? In like Pennsylvania or something like that. Oh, maybe it is. I got there it. Right. has the looser COVID laws. It's in that state. <laughs> yeah. I'll, all I have to say is I love the fact that he goes, well, it's a new year. And he starts talking about what this new episode's gonna have in store for us. And everything that's filmed is during the fall <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> new year though. If you're paying attention, if you're paying attention. But I hope you're turning the page because the, the Bachelor franchise is. Um, but then all the girls, then all the girls come in, they did the whole like meh, like stupid yelling from like a balcony or a car. And every girl's montage showed them just like dive bombing on the bed. It's like- And jumping on the bed again. And- do you think that's producer led? Like, just do something crazy. And they're ah, <laughs> they just jump on the bed. Like, like it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I I, I got to ask you guys, what are this is fun because we have Ryan here. We have one more person we can bounce ideas off the wall with. Of the girls, who do you think is going to be, or who do you think has a slight shade of crazy? And then who's our favorite? I feel like we should we should address that here. I said mine in the show last last earlier this week. Oh really? Uh-huh. Did you watch before me? What? Did you watch before me? No, I I want I in my in my solo show I picked my winner. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, all right, so that was crazy. Ryan, Ryan go well, first because clearly everyone... Queen Victoria is off her rocker. Last rose, biggest producer pick I've ever seen in my life. I was yes. Just, 
I was just like, no way she's getting her. But I mean, she's wearing a crown. She accepted her rose and said, thank you, my king. I mean, she is just, just waiting for drama to happen at every turn with that one. And then, of course, you, my other one was Anna, who we discussed earlier. She seems like she's a little crazy, but she actually, I think you can see people actually liking her, though. So I don't know if she's going to add too much drama. And is my crazy pick too, Ryan. So there's just there's, she's got that sparkle in her eye, and, and, I, and I'm not meaning that in a good way. <laughs> it's that uh, it's, it's a forest. It's that yeah, sparkle of hysteria. The other I, one that I was going to mention was Kit. Yeah. The CEO, president, and king. Kit. Twenty-one years old, by the way. Yes, and she, I honestly I was watching it, and I was like. She, she looked like the person from uh, Queen's Gambit a little bit. And I was like, she's going to bust out a chessboard at some time. And then, of course, like the next scene was a chessboard. And I was like, oh, my God, she's doing it. And then it was someone else. And I was like, it just I was almost in shock by seeing that chessboard. She looks like the girl from Gone Girl, Kit does. And she looked like she was a polar bear's nutsack in that dress. Like, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. the hell was going on. And she kept, she's like, I'm president, CEO, and I'm. I'm like, of what? You got, you got to be CEO of something. You just can't be CEO of. You know, she's a, she's a fashion designer in New York. She's an entrepreneur. Was what her thing, what her subtitle, or you know, her, her occupation suggested. So she's running her own businesses. I'll give her credit. Twenty-one years old, probably living off a of mom and daddy's uh, you trust fund. Didn't do your research. She start- her mom's a celebrity. I didn't. Yeah, she's a she's not uh, a yeah. big entrepreneur. She pulled up in a Bentley, but I have to point out it was a coupe. It wasn't a four-door, so, I mean, I don't know. She's like, I, I set the gold standard by coming in a Bentley. Oh, hasn't been to Newport Beach, apparently. <laughs> I'm, I'm no fashionista. I wasn't a fan of the dress as well, but the only worst fashion statement had to be the goat shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and and why, why does it that. not... Why does it not surprise me that it's the only girl from Denver, Colorado? All of the weird girls in every season of The Bachelor come from Denver. No joke. Like, it's like clockwork. <laughs> I, I was hoping, like, all right, let's see what we got here. And then she busts out the hooves and, like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> it was, yeah. Way Very to go, Denver. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You guys talk. So I, I kind of like the goat shoes. Um, I have to extend our Zoom here. So um, you guys keep talking amongst yourself because, again, we need sponsors for their show. Hold on, let me plug in my info. But um, I like yeah, the goat shoes. I was working on that. I kind of like the goat shoes a little, a lot, actually. I thought that was really funny. You would. Um, I know. <laughs> but the ones I, you know, I also thought they tried to make the dildo girl, Katie, like, look like she's insane but i thought she was actually very funny and i thought she was very uh level-headed to a large degree i agree with you i at one point i thought she might be in in the running for a first impression route so much i thought that they were hitting it off but obviously it went another way which i totally agree with yeah and who do you think is going to win i don't know this is tough. This is a tough one for me. I mean, you watch the end of the episode where they show the recap for the season. Mm-hmm. It's just all kinds of other people coming in and, and drama. So, you know, it's probably the most dramatic season ever that we're going to see. So, 
Wait, were you, talk, were you talking to Chris Harrison, Ryan? Oh yeah, he's on my uh, my favorites list. Call. Uh, every season is the most dramatic oh, season. That's how he uh, sells it. But I, I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, Abigail. Her main drawback is that she's from Portland. She probably came from one of those Chaz districts. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> but uh. You know, everybody's probably evacuating. She didn't hear them, so she probably was hanging out there for a while. But uh, I, I didn't like how she threw the fish so terribly. It's like if you're going to commit to that, you have to get a little closer, and you have to throw that fish before you pull up to that uh, up to the big moment. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of girls, like Ryan said. There's more girls that kind of jump in here. I, I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. I think I, I, I want to watch the next episode to kind of get maybe a little, a little bit better guess. But I really liked Abigail. I, I, I mean, it's, I don't think it's necessarily going to be the winner. But I, right now, I'd be like, I would say her. But, you know, first impression roses typically go to the finale, though. I said Rachel is my winner in my show. And she was the girl. She didn't really do much, but it looks like she goes far and I thought she was in the running for the first impression rose. She was in the green dress. She has like, um, the mole the right, yeah, she has a mole right in the middle of like her neck end of her neckline. And he's like, I had a really good conversation with her. I feel like I really got to know her. And then I feel bad for like some of the people that, um, you know, like Mari who brought that passport and was telling her, her family about, you know, telling about her family and the impacts of the hurricanes. And then Katie dildo lady comes and taps her on the shoulder with, with the vibrator and then but then Mari pulls this total b move and goes around the party talking about how i got yeah. tapped on the shoulder by a schlong and like like she was like all angry about it and i was like come on get over yourself yeah I, yeah how awkward was that conversation though when you asked them how they were doing it was like she paused like what do you mean how are my parents doing he's like you know with the hurricanes and stuff <laughs> and then she goes like thank you for asking <laughs> there's, there's probably a good chance that her family's in the united states right like if she's here probably I, I don't she, know. Played it off well, she played it off like they were still there well and, and here's the thing is is that matt james is really good friends with tyler cameron who everybody loved from I don't know, a couple seasons ago of bachelorette and so Matt James was spending quite a lot of time both in New York City and down in Florida with Tyler. So I would assume that he, being down in Florida, he met and probably talked to a lot of people that were dealing with the hurricanes, the earthquakes going on down there. So I thought that was really funny, Ryan, that you pointed out, which is like, what do you mean? How are my parents doing? <laughs> yeah. But the other one that kind, of, the other one that kind of takes the cake for me is when Queen Victoria, our favorite, our front runner, obviously. He he goes, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of this, it's just like, it's drinking from a fire hose. And she goes, what? I've never heard that before. Who hasn't heard that before? He should have walked that girl back to the limo right that moment. And, oh man, I, I, I immediately watched their interaction where Matt has to literally explain to her the, the, the idiom of drinking from a fire hose. And she's like, I don't get it anyways. But anyways, I'm, just, I'm thinking, that if I'm Matt James, they're going, yeah, I, I'm walking you out. Sorry. Like, we're not doing this. <laughs> I got good news now. We got unlimited minutes. Here at Romancing Our Stones, we deliver 
That being said, I'm in the whole $15. So anyone that wants to Venmo me, no, I'm joking. Um, sorry, I'm back. These next 15 minutes were brought to you by Alex and Matt's Brewing Company. Yeah. <laughs> our beers are free. Pay us, please. Our, our, our brewery is called Ultra Hoppy. Um, I, 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 I kind of jumped in. Sorry, and I, I cut off, cut off heel. But I, there's someone that I forgot to mention. I think she went home. But the girl that gave him a lavender you know, on our meeting, her name was Carolyn. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we got an essential oil girl on the show. And I'm like, can't wait for the Yalang Yalang handoff for date number two. I thought the I thought the little lavender sprig was a nice touch though. I thought that was sweet. I think it put me to sleep. Oh, I liked it too. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Brian. <laughs> what did you think about um, the MJ's pizza pizza deal? I actually like her. I think she's cute. I think she's charming. Actually, you know what? Thanks for bringing that up. I think if I were to pick a front runner. I like her. I think Whoa. she's MJ one or MJ two. Not the um, dildo. Yeah. <laughs> one is it, is it is it the dildo's two right? Is it MJ one the uh, girl? I think two goes in them. Yeah, yeah, two's yeah. the dildo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I thought she was charming. She had a great sense of humor. She can roll with it. She can she can embrace the uh, the nerves. You know the anxiety of being on the show and. And uh, I think I think she'll I think she'll be a good good uh, little uh, contestant here for the next few weeks at the very least. She seems very put together and like nothing's really going to shake her, and she's going to be able to put up with a lot of the drama. Yeah, MJ two shakes a lot, so nothing's going to shake <laughs> MJ one though. But uh, nothing feels as good as MJ two, so hopefully MJ one can step up. You know, MJ two is stiff competition. <laughs> True. Um, Matt started off the night with a prayer, and if you're on Twitter, this lit up a firestorm. Um, you had a lot of people saying, don't force your prayers on me, and then you also had a lot of people saying, like, I love that. Where did you guys come down on that? Uh, I heard Good, one girl... Bad or indifferent? I heard one girl in the, in the group of girls say, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. That's how I felt. <laughs> Did anybody catch that? He goes, if it gets a cool, this like just say a prayer, bless this whole process. And when, like as everybody like bows their head, I hear all you hear is, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then there was an amen girl that was amening like mid sentence, like mm, amen, a mm, woman, amen, amen, <laughs> a woman. No, I thought it was good. I mean, that's who he is. It's like, why not show? That's what you're all about. That's how you want to start it off. It's your season. Go for it. Well, yeah, I'm on the same boat there. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I mean, I think it, it, those are his personal beliefs. And that's something that he wants to do to bless his, his process. I think it's also a courtesy, even if they're not believers, to them as well. It's him blessing their journey as well. I think it's, it's being thoughtful of them in the very least if they're, if they're not believers, right? So I, think, I thought it was great. I thought it was respectful. Yeah, and I mean, look at what happened with Tasha's season and the whole religion thing that came up too. I mean, so he's putting it out there right nope. now, and they can take it or leave it. You know. Yeah, sure. nobody grilled her for cutting uh, what's his name because he wasn't there spiritually enough with her. Like, yeah. but but this guy says I'd like to open this whole thing out with a prayer, and he gets grilled for it. Like, come on. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I I kind of liked it. I was just like, well, I guess like like Ryan said, like you put yourself out there. You put what's important. There's the door if you don't like it. 
Um, or if you're open to it, that's refreshing. better. Yeah. And then yeah. we already talked about the woman that took him out to play chess. Did anyone notice that she had no idea how to play chess? Oh, yeah. He totally called her out on it, too. It was great. I, lo- I love the queen, to queen, queen pawn switch he did that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I win, but technically he didn't because he could have been defeated a bunch of different ways in that move. Uh, Kinka came forward one, and he would have lost his queen right off the bat if that was a legal move. I and just thought that she goes, I thought she, like, she pauses when he did that. She goes, wait, you can't do that. <laughs> it's like, he should have just been like, yeah, I can. And she would have not questioned him. He's a bachelor. He should just be able to say whatever he wants. Oh, no, that works. <laughs> I, why not? I have to like, test, test your limits, right? Oh no, that works. Checkmate. <laughs> and and uh, you know, like I also wrote down that Katie, who had MJ two brought with her, if I was a bachelor, I would for the rest of the season call her Dildo Baggins. Um, so good thing that I'm not the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt, if you were a bachelor, I'm pretty sure there'd be girls walking off because they just couldn't stand it anymore. <laughs> Like that case, she'd be like, I, I, I can't be called Dildo Megan for one more minute. Matt doesn't actually know their names. They all just have nicknames. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm up there with the roses. I'm like, this one goes out to Dildo Baggins. <laughs> Everyone's like looking around like, oh. She he goes, he goes, he goes a straight frat boy route and just like gives everybody the frat nickname like, Schmitty, <laughs> this rose is for you. Yo, girl, this is Curly's. This is for Curly's. That's you, MJ. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I uh, And I also, so there, I, I don't like Kit already. She looks like the girl from Gone Girl, so I would be afraid to turn my back to her. Um, she, she's got a diabolical stare that would give me nightmares. But when, but when Queen Victoria came in and said, excuse me, princess, the queen is here. If I were Matt, I would have zero, a zero tolerance party uh, uh, policy on, on, on BS like that, I would I would tell Victoria to beat it both times, um, yeah. and like the shtick wasn't funny in the beginning. Like, as a comedian, you need to realize how the audience is feeling about it, and I don't think she did, and I think she didn't recognize what the audience was feeling because she's a complete Valley girl from Los Angeles, and you can see that when she's like, literally, you need to go talk to him. Like, literally, you need to do that. And if I say literally one more time, you need to do it <laughs> literally. I'm like, Ugh. anyone that's yeah. not from California doesn't know Valley Girls, but she's got a skill at getting under people's skin for sure. But she's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about the? We didn't talk about it, but the lingerie move. And and Kyala had range because she came in the lingerie and to get dressed, and then on their one-on-one time, they were talking about polar bears. I mean, she went straight from sexy to like National Geographic in a, in a split second. So I didn't, I mean, did you like, I thought it was creative, but I would have liked it better if the robe stayed closed. I know she had a rock and bot or whatever, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you're also putting I, yourself out there. I think she's, she's a young hostess. I think it's like 24 or something. I think it's just, it's going to be like one of those seasons, I believe where there might be one girl who's, who's younger than 25 that makes it far because she's actually somewhat emotionally mature and she's going to take flack for the whole season. But then there's going to be a bunch of others that are, that are, you know, again, young, 
that are contestants that are just going to get eliminated because they're immature. And I think that was just kind of a, I, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of a clever play, but at the same time, it was also, it was a play that acts its age. I'll say that much. I, I didn't mind it. I thought, you know, it was a little shocking, but I thought she could have done it up more and made it worse. And I thought she did it at least kind of tastefully for if, if you can mm-hmm. take it. That way. So I didn't think she made it too bad. And I don't think usually when someone, the contestant does something and everyone all the people in the house like will hate on it or that person for the rest of the time. Like then no one really said anything about it. It just kind of happened in one way. I think, I think she pulled it off. Mm-hmm. And I know none of us are 20 year old chicks, but I didn't like the idea of them looking out the window, judging everyone that came in. Like, I feel like as a man, my age, I would have just sat on the couch or poured myself a cocktail and just kind of waited for her to come in. Like, why do I care what someone else did? They did that on purpose. They, they want them all looking at them. It's all part of the yeah. I feel like that's such a young girl thing to do, like to look out and be like, oh my gosh, what is she? Oh my gosh, it's a dildo. Why didn't I think of that? Like, I was like, eh, like, come, like back down a little bit. I, uh, I, Honestly, if they, you know, if the rumor's true and they do pay you by the drink, I'd be sitting right there with you, Matt, <laughs> grabbing <laughs> drinks and getting paid. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if somebody comes up. I got to worry about my game. All I need to worry about is not being the drunk a-hole that gets let go the first night because he's belligerent. Yeah, <laughs> I, my... I don't understand these people, too, that just sit there all day and don't go and approach the person and don't talk to him. There's like yeah. four, four people that didn't talk to him. <laughs> like you quarantined for 14 days and you didn't have the courage to be like, Hi, my name is Matt. You know, like, and the stakes are even higher in this case because, like you said, they in this case they they're quarantined for fourteen days just to get to this one night. Don't you think you're going to swing for the fences? Like what? Like, come on. Was he was to someone that didn't you didn't even talk to? I yeah, mean, I don't understand it, but I think you give a ho- you, a hose you give a rose to a hot person. Oh, sorry. And then- someone can go to media fantasy suite no um yeah you give it to the the pretty girl that you hope that there's a connection for i guess that's the only if you don't talk to him that's the only reason why you would give someone a rose you look cute and you look nice so you got one and i definitely didn't like that girl that girl and that girl which is why they didn't get one right but uh abigail abigail with the first impression rose didn't look a very like a very experienced kisser so i'm rooting for her um she spent a lot of time on his upper upper lip but well, who am i to say i'm not an expert uh maybe his beard was scratchy matt don't judge okay what's wrong with people with beards nothing i'm just saying maybe his beard was scratchy and she <laughs> didn't want to kiss him on the bottom lip that's all beard <laughs> well if he had a runny nose she has the covid for sure um <laughs> but uh <laughs> Crazy Anna, I mean, the only thing I have left on my notes is Crazy Anna tried to telepathically talk to Matt during the race rose ceremony. <laughs> um, have a seance later that night in the room. <laughs> she looked like there was a carrot, like a, in, an inch from her face, like like she's trying to deny it, like like doing the eye, I, the eye, big eyes and the head nod. It's not that she ain't pretty, but when that girl smiles, she, I just get again. I get that, that 
that hint of crazy. I don't know why, but yeah. I think she's going to be bad news. So, and then I have Ballerina goes home. So, um, they spent a lot of time from a production standpoint on her only to let her go on the first night. That was interesting. Maybe they were feeling like grocery store Joe vibes with her or something like oh. that. Because yeah. he went home the first night too, right? He did. And then he was big and dashed in paradise. Yeah. Wait, a lot of people that were mad about him getting, being sent home that first night. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even, I was, I didn't know what people everyone was upset about, but that's why I'm here on this side and not on the production team. Um, with all that said, that's our episode. The season looks batshit crazy, by the way. Um, but that's probably what happens when you put a bunch of 24 year olds in a house. Um, Ryan and I lived together at 24. I don't think that we were uh, acting as calmly as we are now. <laughs> yeah, speech. Was, uh, what can you say? Just, what what? say just a couple of uh, 24 year olds girls having a good time around Newport Beach, you know? <laughs> Ryan and I would, would we'd have a, uh, we'd, we'd bet on the Miss, uh, Miss Universe contest um, as we watched on TV and we would find ways to mix that into a drinking game. We would competitively puzzle um, with a thousand piece puzzles with, with beverages. Um, so yeah. we, we- uh, How did we, you guys survive your 20s? We know. were crazy. Yeah. yeah, girls are all over us. Yeah, tell me. About <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I, I can't believe I used puzzling, competitive puzzling, to demonstrate how crazy we were. So, my goodness, don't knock it until you've tried it. It's really fun. <laughs> um, on Thursday nights, we'd open up a Betty Cracker recipe and mix up one of the ingredients just to have fun. <laughs> you know, we, we throw some nutmeg in there just to see if anyone notices. <laughs> Um, this is Romancing Our Stones, and at the end of every episode, we give a stones rating. Uh, we each have two stones to give. Naturally. Two stones means that you enjoyed the episode. Zero stones means an act of castration is preferable than watching this episode. Um, we also have Alex's meaty scale, um, which hopefully besides, we'll get something besides pork chop, bacon wrap filet, spam, or a whole chicken. So we'll see what he has you, in his coffers. You make it sound like I don't have a range on my meats. <laughs> you, <laughs> just, you just described my range right there. So he had, a, he had a deli meat phase. So we'll see what he what he's doing on low sleep. But uh, Ryan, you're the guest of honor. How many stones do you give this episode? I'm going to full two stones on this episode. I'm going to full two stones because I like where they're going with this inexperienced bachelor i thought there was a lot of interesting women and even the teaser trailer at the end it was great so I'm, I'm looking forward to a good way to kick off a good season i think you know i'm gonna go two stones too i think i think matt is a good bachelor i like that it's new it's fresh um there's a lot of crazy uh which gives me more excitement i mean Tasha's in Claire season was full of such good guys that it was it could be boring at some point in time. Um, mm -hmm. We have to throw a Noah in to like mix things up. Um, but uh, I'll give it two stones too. Speaking to what Ryan said though, I 
in the teaser trailer, I don't like how past Bachelor competitors seem to show up. And it looks like it's, that's happening. And I don't even remember the Hannah girl that they're saying comes in, but. Never been kissed, girl. Oh, that's her? Yeah. I had to ask Vanessa. She was from Colton's season. Has she been kissed? Do we have an update? Did Colton kiss her? Colton, Colton kissed her. Yeah. Did she get COVID? Because Colton had COVID. No, but she gave him a restraining order too. So uh, <laughs> That's how that works. All right, Alex, what about you? No, I'm, uh, I don't need to, you know, try and reinvent the wheel here and, and re- basically repeat what you guys said. But yeah, I'm going to give it t- two stones. I thought it was great. It was entertaining from start to finish. Uh, I, I enjoyed, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, you said, Ryan, I think we have some, some neat girls and interesting girls. We have some annoying ones that productions can keep around and make things interesting. Obviously, they're bringing some girls in later this season to add some drama. Uh, I think this, I could see this potentially becoming a pain in the butt kind of season with, if the girls get too catty, which it, it kind of leans that way. If you're, you know, from that end, you know, that season, you know, recap or season, you know, sneak peek. But um, overall, you know, I, I think Matt seems like he's a good dude. I was kind of half invested watching it. But as I was going through, I was like, all right, I can get behind this guy. He seems like he's pretty cool. Like, I like it. I like the different take there. Finally, have a bachelor like the original seasons that came out where you didn't know who this guy was. It wasn't, he didn't come from some bachelor nation or some previous season or garbage like that. Just get a new guy. Yeah. And uh, I think as viewers, we're going to benefit from it. And what about on the meaty scale? And give us one a shrimp bisque. Okay, you uh, hear me? A shrimp bisque? Yes. You're always disappointed in my meaty scale. <laughs> I don't know what shrimp bisque means. And you have to tell me what shrimp bisque means. Shrimp bisque is delicious. That's a soup. It's got a, yes, it's got a lot of meat in it. And it's both rich and creamy and flavorful, but it's also tastes very light. It's going to be a fun season to watch. It's going to be great going. It's going to be delicious. I'm done with meaty scale. You hate every meat I, I provide to you, whether it's seafood, whether it's vegan, whether it's deli meat, whether it's red meat. I was very skeptical on that one, but you explained it perfectly. Yeah, See, you, thank you, Ryan. You've, you've, you've been in a job interview before. If that was Ben, he would be like, the shrimp bisque makes me feel good. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay. I, I, you know, I'll get behind that. Did you write that down or did it just fly out of your mouth? I thought about it because now you, you you make me super self conscious about my meaty scale every time I watch an episode. Okay. That's, my wife my wife will literally be like, "What are you thinking about? Like, I'm, whether this is a seafood episode or a red meat episode? And if it's a red meat, is it game or is it you know domestic domesticated animal? I don't know. Well, God, is, it is it wrapped favorite. in bacon? Is it wrapped in bacon? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Are these are these pork medallions? Are they, you know is this beef? What, what am I talking? What am I looking at here? She thinks I'm crazy. You are. You need some sleep. All right. This is, uh, thanks for listening. It's Six Stones, um, and it is Shrimp Bisque of an episode. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at RO Stones Guys, on Instagram at RO Stones Guys, on YouTube at RO Stones Guys. Rate, subscribe, share. We appreciate everyone who's tuning in and listening to us. All our new listeners in Mexico, bienvenidos. Everyone and our new listeners in Australia, good day, mate um we're happy that you're joining us ryan it was a lot of fun uh, to have you here you're welcome back anytime um, Thank you. 
It was a yeah. pleasure. Absolutely. And Alex, it looks like you need some rest. So we're going to get going, but tune in next week for episode two. We'll talk to you later.